Welcome to Singing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ is what we're all called for. We find that there is in the book of Revelation, seals, trumpets, and vials, and most say, well, it's a book we really don't want to look into because it's the judgments of God. And there's so much destruction going on that the church has got to be gone. But when we take a good look at it, it's written to the saints of the Most High God, those that are sanctified. The ones that Paul said were called to be saints. The saints are the ones sanctified, holy, both spirit, soul, and body, walking in the light, in the present truth, as Jesus is in the light. The forerunner has already entered in. That's our elder brother. We're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Now, he is in that light. He is that blessed and only potentate. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. If he's the blessed and only potentate, that's a capital P. That's the omnipotent. That's the almighty. The office that's been hidden, as we have spoken before and focused on, is the office of the Father. Christ is the Father. He is the Lord of glory. He is the Jehovah Lord God Almighty, the Elohim. The Elohim 8. That 8 is the law of time. That is the longest chapter in your Bible, the Word of God, Psalm 119. And it it focuses on the Hebrew ABC theory. And it starts out with a capital letter, Allah. And it's all capitalized. It is divinity. It's an attribute of God. As a picture of an ox. That's the Almighty. And there's eight verses under it. Each letter has eight verses under it in Psalm 119. And each one is Jesus Christ. It gives us commandments, statutes, precepts, judgments, all that God is in his work and that judgment in the earth for righteousness. Not to destroy mankind, but that mankind would turn to God, the true and living God, Jesus Christ, that is the eternal Father. There's no such thing as an eternal Son. The Son of God, Jesus stated that things concerning me have an end. That's not eternal. And he said, my father is greater than I. Well, he's not co-equal. That is the son of God in his humiliation. Then the days of his flesh there died on the cross. Was buried and rose again. Death, burial, and resurrection. Paying the price of blood that was holy, righteous, blameless, spotless blood of the Lamb, which is for our propitiation, for our sins to be expiated, to be buried in the sea of forgiveness, never to be remembered again. This is and revealed to us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels. Each one depicts Jesus in a different face, a different glory. The cherubim of Genesis 3.24 said at the east end of the garden of God to keep the way of the tree of life is cherubim, capital C, along with a flaming sword turning every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Those cherubim, they say, are angels. We disagree because the word of God has many theophanies, Christophanies, there in the Old Testament, that Jesus would manifest himself in a temporary abode, a temporary dwelling, a temporary manifestation, just like he did with Moses in a burning bush, just like he did with Jacob, with the angel that wrestled with him, just like he did uh, there with Manoah, the angel, and Manoah, the uh, father of Samson, asking, what is your name? When all this comes to pass, we can give you honor. Why do you ask me my name, seeing that it is secret? It was secreted because the revealed name of God, the blood name of God, has not been revealed yet because Jesus had not taken on a permanent dwelling yet, a permanent abode, a permanent tabernacle. But when the Father would be revealed, 
the Lord of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost. He will police his name there, the revealed name of God, the blood name of God, the only redemptive name of God, Jesus. Jesus is Jehovah, is our salvation, a Hebrew root. Jesus in the Greek is that Jehovah, Lord God Almighty, or Joshua, Yeshua, there in the Hebrew. Jehovah is our salvation, not Jehovah Junior. And that is what God is revealing in the last days, in the last book in the Word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that God gave it to him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel unto John. What were those things uh, that he signified, that he sealed, that is revealed, the seals broken by the Son of God? Well, it's who he is, his identity, the unveiling, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Not the Antichrist. It's not a revelation of the Antichrist. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. And doing that, he uses judgment. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. But we, the people of God, are told we do not understand judgment. We think if something goes in trouble or tribulation, that it is automatically the devil or Satan working against us. But God stated that whom I love, those I chasten. And if any be without chastisement, of which all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. Now, no chastisement for the present time seems to be joyous, but afterward yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness. So we have a book. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a book of this prophecy. It is the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. We can't understand the book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ, without the spirit of prophecy. And John comes upon one that looks just exactly like Jesus in the image of Jesus Christ. It's not an angel. Many of the commentators will say Revelation 19.10 is an angel. It's not an angel. There, John, who knows not to lose his reward in a voluntary and humility worshiping up angel intruding of those things which he knoweth not, vainly plucked up by his fleshly mind. John knows better. And John, if anyone knew the Lord, John, the revelator, the apostle, that St. John would know the Lord Jesus Christ. He sees the man. He bows down to worship him. And he said, that, See that thou doest and not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. The angels do not have the testimony of Jesus. To have the testimony, you've been through that test. To have the testimony of Jesus is the faith of Jesus. We see that in Revelation 12. The remnant of her seed, the church, that keep the commandments of God. Those that love God keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. And they have something else. They have the testimony of Jesus. John was on the Isle of Patmos for that work of the ministry, for the testimony of Jesus. A fellow laborer, and there in a soldier of the cross, in sufferings and trials of the faith, but for the revelation of Jesus and the testimony of Jesus. He states that in Revelation 1. He's there for the testimony of Jesus. What is the testimony of Jesus? Well, in Revelation 12, when we see that, it's the remnant of the church, the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Take a look at Revelation 12. And it says that there was war in heaven. <clears throat> Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Now, the dragon, the beast, that all false prophet, are all a trinity. We see that, that the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet comprise a trinity 
Godhead. And the world will wonder after this beast. Why? Because in Revelation 16, 13, this three-person God that most are worshiping now in a Trinity Protestant religion that has been passed down through the centuries, through these ecumenical councils and synods, that there is a Trinity and a Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And it states in the Chalcedonian definition, <clears throat> the Council of Chalcedon, 451 AD. You can look up on the internet and you will see that it is quoted there and give you a document of what they believed. And it states, according uh, to the revelation of the Son of God, he's not the Father revealed. They say the Son of God, according to his Godhead, was begotten of the Father before the foundation of the world. <clears throat> now, when was Jesus begotten? Jesus was begotten <clears throat> of the Father when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Where do we see that? We see it in Hebrews 1. Paul states it there in Hebrews that he set him at his own right hand <clears throat> in heavenly places. And what does that mean to us? That means it's not an angel. Because neither did God ever speak to an angel saying, set thou at my right hand. Take a look at Hebrews 1. And it says, Hebrews 1, uh, verse 5, for, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, past, present, or future, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And that's a capital S-O-N. And again, when he bringeth the first begotten into the world. When was he begotten? And he states there, <clears throat> when Jesus, and it says in Hebrews 1, that God in sundry, sundry times and divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he's appointed heir of all things. Look at verse 2. Hath in these last days spoken to us by that Son. The Son is the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of the Father. You see that in, in uh, uh, the book there of Colossians uh, 2, verse 1 through 9, the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. You see that in uh, Galatians 4, verse 6, that God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son. The Son is the Spirit, not a spirit man, the Spirit of God. And then to our hearts. He has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, into our spirits, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, because the spirit of the son is the spirit of the father. But in the days of his flesh, he was emptied out of glory, made him no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and being found in fashion as a man. He was made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, who is God, the Father of glory, revealed in a body of flesh and blood. Not the Son of God. The Son of God is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. But the Chalcedonian definition says, no, that's not the Father revealed. That's the Son of God revealed in a body of flesh and blood. Now, that is, would have to be two spirits a spirit senior and a spirit junior. Begotten a spirit senior before the foundation of the world, making a spirit junior, which is uh, directly against the truth of the word of God. In Deuteronomy 32, is this not sealed up among my treasures, saith God? For the Lord's going to judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the tribulation of the trouble. When he sees their power is gone, not Holy Ghost power, their power. We're coming to the end of our flesh. And there's none shut up or lip. What is it revealing? The revealing of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. What is that? Well, it's the last book in your Bible, 
the word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. Not the Almighty God Jr., the Almighty God. Revelation 1.8, 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. Jesus Christ is the blessed and only potentate, capital P, omnipotent, who only hath immortality, not another. He's the father of glory. But to redeem mankind back to himself, God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, the word, the Holy Ghost, that spirit made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2.6. That is a self-imposed limitation upon his spirit to void it, to make it latent, laid back, not being used in the days of his flesh for one reason. A man lost it, and Adam lost it. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. Therefore, by one man, not God, not spirit, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. Well, who is the servant? Many of the prophets told us who the servant is. One of the glaring truths is in Isaiah 43.10. It tells us who the servant is. The Trinity denominations tells us that's God Jr., that's God the Son. But that's not the case. Let's see what God said. And we look at Isaiah 43, verse 10. And he states it very, very straightforward that in Isaiah, 43, verse 10, he tells us about this servant, focusing on the servant of God, that it is the same person. One person of God, not three, not two, but one. We see it in Isaiah 43, 10. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord. That's a capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. The Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, the self-existent, eternal spirit of God invisible. And my servant, whom I have chosen. Now, that definitely sounds like two. And the Trinity doctrine states that that is the second person of the Godhead. But that's not what God said. That's not what the testimony that God gave of his son. Here's what God said. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that invisible spirit of God, that, um, that omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that man, that servant, that I added to myself, that the Lord, the Spirit of God, that's made himself of no reputation, added to him the form of a servant. We find that in Philippians 2, 6-8. Jesus, who being in the form of God, Spirit, not enough robbery to be equal with God in all his attributes, made himself of no reputation. Why? To make himself void, to make himself a self-imposed limitation upon himself, to only work as a man because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back, Romans 5. He took upon him that spirit that's been made of no reputation, no glory, laid aside all of his attributes, to add to him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, found in fashion as a man. Who is this man? Who's the man, Christ Jesus? Well, Isaiah says, and Paul says, Jesus says that he is the Father, the same Spirit, and my Father one, John 10, 30. Paul says it's the Lord Jesus Christ that is Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, that mystery that's been hidden, now revealed, and is now being revealed in all the world that Jesus is the Father of glory. The Son of God is the Father revealed. It's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. Colossians 2, verse 2, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But God's revealing that now. Well, Isaiah states it. Thus 
You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen. That servant that he added to himself, the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, found in fashion as a man. Who is this servant that, he, that God chose? Again, God said in Isaiah 43.10, that you may know and believe me. That's what God said. Believe me, not the seminaries, not these ecumenical councils and synods from centuries ago, 325 A.D., 451 A.D. Believe me, God said, and believe me and understand. He wants us to know him, that you may know and believe me and understand. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty and that servant that he has chosen, that you may know, believe me, believe God, and understand the testimony that God gave of his son. What is that testimony? What he's saying here? That you may know, believe me and understand that, what does he say? I am he. He is the Lord God Almighty, is that man. Not just, he didn't say, I'm in him, and he's in me. He said, I am he. There's no denying that. And God's revealing that in the revelation of Jesus Christ in these last days to those that have an ear to hear. But you have to have the revelation of Jesus and then act on it. If you stay where you're, where you are, and you bid them Godspeed and into your house, you're protector of their evil deeds. You have to stand up for Jesus. If you deny him, he'll deny you. What's the testimony that God gave him his son? Jesus said, if you believe on me, you believe not on me. You believe on him that sent me. Well, God sent his word. The word is the Father. The Father is the word. It's one and the self-same spirit, just a separate function. The Holy Ghost is the Father of glory, the Most High. He is the word. It's the same spirit. 1 John 5, 7. There's three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Heist, the Greek word, H-E-I-S, meaning one and the self-same spirit. So God is right now dealing with all the denominal churches and every individual believer that calls upon his name to come out into the true Jesus according to his word, believing the testimony that God gave of his son. Isaiah stated it very pointedly, without a shadow of a doubt, that God said, you are my witnesses. If you're a witness of this, you're a witness of, witness of God, the witness of the Lord Jehovah, a true witness of what God has stated of himself. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, the man, that you may know we have knowledge of God. And believe me, don't believe mankind. Don't believe man-made doctrines of these ecumenical councils and synods of a Trinity person, God. Well, he states that you may know and believe me, believe God and understand. I want you to understand the Godhead that God says, I, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, that invisible spirit, the father of glory, that word, that Holy Ghost, that spirit of God, am he, the servant before me. There was no God formed. God formed himself, a body of flesh and blood. Somebody said, that's Old Testament. Yes, take a look at the New Testament. Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit, thought not robbery to be equal to God, not made equal, be equal. What? Made himself of no reputation? Why? Why would the spirit make himself of no reputation? Make himself avoid a self-imposed limitation upon himself that only God could do. Well, to take on him the form of a servant. Why? A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, his own arm, that man that he formed for himself, 
that Son of God, which is and who is the Father revealed in the days of his flesh, manifested him, Emmanuel, God with us. Not the Son of God with us, God with us. And that's what God is revealing that was once delivered to the saints, that faith that they knew there was only one God stated there in Mark 12, 29. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Describe as Jesus, what's the first commandment of all? What's the dominant commandment? Jesus replied, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all our heart, soul, and might. The second is likened to it. Love your neighbors yourself. From all this hang all the law and the prophets. That's the foundation rock of the church, which is Christ, who is the Father of glory. That's stated in that mystery of Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. The mystery of God, the full acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures was in knowledge. Why did he hide it? Because only those of a pure heart are seeing it, and the ones that have a pure heart now are coming out of the Trinity falsehood into the true Jesus-only doctrine and finding peace that passes all understanding. They're believing God. They're believing the testimony. The testimony that God gave himself, it's the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's the only way we can understand the words of the book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the unveiling of the true God and eternal life that he is. This because he made himself of no reputation in the days of his flesh to come in under the law, to redeem us under the law, fulfill the law, take the ordinances of that law, and nail it to his cross and break down the middle wall of partition that parted God from man in God's own body of flesh and blood. For God was in Christ reconciling the world into himself. Christ was in Christ reconciling the world into Christ. Somebody said, well, that's 2 Corinthians 5.19. Well, it said God was in Christ. Well, Christ is God. But if he said Christ was in Christ reconciling the world into himself, Christ, you'd say, well, that's kind of double talk. Well, Christ is the Father of glory. You see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that spirit. Christ is the Father. That's what Paul is stating in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Well, the Father is God. God is the Father. That's right. Christ is God. Christ is the Father. And that's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, which now that mystery is being revealed and to his holy apostles and prophets, to the body of Christ. It was the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Isaiah stated it. He said, I want you to know, you are my witnesses, God said. Isaiah 43.10. Read it. Don't be deceived. Don't let ecumenical councils and synods of centuries ago spoil you through this vain deceit and the doctrine there handed down of men and not of God. Well, God said again, and he explains it over and over. In the law, the Pentateuch, he did it. All the prophets, he did it. In all uh, the revelation of Jesus, in that he revealed that he alone is God, there's not another. He's the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end. That is, which is, was, and is to come. That's God Almighty. He is the Almighty God, Revelation 1.8. That's what's being revealed. That's what God's doing now. And the ones that come out of Babylon, false trinity doctrine, into the true God and eternal light will be the ones that he will use, sending forth the gospel of the kingdom to all the world, for witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. But who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches? Again, Isaiah 43.10, you are my witnesses. If you are a witness of God, saith the Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the invisible Spirit of God, and my servant whom I have chosen, the man, 
that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. Not in him, not beside him, I am he. Look at what he says. Before thee there was no God formed. That's Philippians 2, 6 through 8. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. There and under the law, to redeem us that were under the law, our kinsman, redeemer. That was a God himself, the Holy Ghost, that was the Father of glory. There we find, he said, before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. Please explain it, Jesus. He will. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. The Savior is a different person? No, he said, beside me there is no Savior. He's saying, I have declared and I have saved, I have showed when there was no strange God among you, therefore you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that, that I am God. The man, the servant, is God, the man is God. Yea, before the day was I am he. Jesus said that before Abraham was I am. He rejoiced to see my day and he saw it. All things made by Jesus Christ, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Be the thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, things seen and unseen. All things were made by Jesus Christ. He is the Father of glory and God said... And he is that God that said, and his word created all. The Father is the word. The word is the Father. It is the Holy Ghost. It's one and the same spirit. First John 5, 7. God said, I, even I am the Lord. He said before the day was, I am he. There's none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work. And who will let it? For Isaiah 43, 14, Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Not the Holy Trinity. There's no such thing. Well, there's a Trinity revealed in the Revelation. Yes, it is. A false doctrine. Revelation 16, 13. See what he said here in Isaiah 43, verse 15, I am the Lord. Who? The servant is the Lord, the man that God formed himself a body of flesh and blood, says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your king. Who's the king of kings? Jesus. That's what he's revealing. And then he said, I'm doing a new thing. That's in verse 19. That's what we're declaring, declaring unto you, the new thing that God is doing. It's the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead. God spoke that in a visitation to me on the 19th of January, 2019. After preaching Messiah tribal church in Transmara, Kenya, Africa, seeing my people by my word. Even as I sent my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Angels don't preach. Only may mankind preach. God has chosen the fullness of preaching to save them that are lost. Notice that God said, I do a new thing. Now it shall bring forth. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a wind and wilderness and rivers in the desert. And uh, he said, this people have I formed myself. They shall show forth my praise. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power might be of God and out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. That is the final base, foundation of the church. The Lord is that spirit. Christ is that spirit. Christ is the Father. First John 2, 22, who is a liar? But he denied that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Antichrist that had denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because the Father is Christ, the invisible spirit, and Christ is the Son of God, which is the invisible spirit revealed. One and the same spirit, not another. That's what he's saying in Isaiah 43, 10, through 17. That's what he's revealing now. God is showing forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of the power might be gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, which is, was, and is to come. The Almighty God. He is, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. 
the blessed and only potentate, Jesus Christ, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit. Jesus is that spirit. That's the spirit of the Son, the Son of God has come. And give us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God, not true Son of God. True God, the Son of God, is the true God. That's what God said of his Son. That's what he stated there in Hebrews. Notice what he said. What? And when did he begotten thee? He said, this day have I begotten thee. When? When he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. And he never did that to an angel. And he said that when, who being the brightness of his glory? Who? Jesus Christ. God revealed. And the express image of his person. How many persons? One. Who's the express image? How can you see it? There's only one express image of God. God manifests. God revealed. God unveiled. God revealed in his tabernacle, in his glory. That is Jesus Christ. The express image of his singular person. One person of God. And upholding all things by the word of his power. And, and when he had by himself purged our sins, who? God himself did it. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. That's what Peter saw. His majesty on the Mount of Transfiguration. Who? Jesus Christ. <laughs> For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son? What? This day have I begotten thee? When? When I said he might more right hand in heavenly places. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, what does God say? What does God say of the testimony of his son? That he is the same I am he. That's what he said of the man Christ Jesus in Isaiah 43.10. I'm the Lord thy Redeemer, God thy Savior. There is none other. The Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. That's what God is showing forth in his revelation now to those that have an ear to hear, and it is the last great call of God to all the inhabitants of the earth. And again, when he first begotten into the world, he said, and let all the angels of God worship him. You can only worship God. That's right. Worship him, why? Because he is God revealed. Emmanuel, God with us. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh this angel spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. But what does he say to the son? What's this witness that God give of his son? But unto the son, he saith, thy throne, O God. He's saying, that's me. I have given you and you made yourself of no reputation in a humiliation to become a man. There was uh, there a man that he had to choose, but he had to be a perfect, spotless, blameless lamb of God and then be glorified in the Father and the Father in him. He prayed to the Father. Why? Because he's showing in his own body of flesh and blood and under the law what we must do to get back to his spirit that he is. So he makes himself of no reputation to work salvation in and of himself, and then breaks down the middle wall of partition, working salvation of and by himself alone. And that's exactly the revelation of Jesus Christ, that he alone is God. He dwells in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. There, there he said, God said unto the Son, Thy throne, O God. We see it in Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's where I made for you. Where did you go, Jesus? even as I overcame and am set. It's E-T, not it's I-T, not a, a positional state of glory, but it's E-T, forever settled, always has been, always will be the Spirit of God that formed himself a body of flesh and blood, Isaiah 43.10, that there's no God 
born before him and neither will be after him. There's only one, Yaquid, the singular only begotten son, the only begotten God, the only begotten God or the only begotten son, which is the father revealed. It's one and the same. So it's monogamous theos, the only begotten God, which is the monogamous theos, which is the only begotten son, which is the only monogamous Yaquid, the only begotten ones, one and the same. Jesus Christ. Give him the glory. The Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3, 17. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of liberty and life in Christ Jesus given to us that we must walk in that law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus in order not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. For what cause? To bring many sons into glory. We all with open face beholding as in a glass now, not Pentecostal light, seeing through a glass darkly, having knowledge in part, but seen through a glass now, we all with open face right now in this last day season of God, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, the very same image of Jesus. That's what you see in Revelation 19.10. John saw it. He saw the church in that image of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the head, we, the body of Christ, and he was about to worship him because it walked like Jesus, looked like Jesus, had the character of Jesus, the attributes of Jesus, made partaker of his divine nature. And he was about to worship him. He said, see, thou doest and not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. I've grown to full age. The body of Christ comes to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in the image of Jesus Christ, what we're all called for. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is essential to understand the words of the book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ. What did God say? Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. What did Jesus say? Even as I overcame, Revelation 3.21, and him set, it's E-T, not it's I-T, set at the right hand, in a position. That's where we are. He prepared for us. But even as I overcame and him said, it's E-T, forever settled, down with my father in his throne, not around it, not beside it, in it, the true God and eternal life, glorified with the father's own self, made a quickening spirit. First Corinthians 15, 45. Who's the man? Christ Jesus. Well, that first Adam was made a living soul. That last Adam, that man, Christ Jesus, was made a quickening spirit. Not a quickening spirit. Man, a quickening spirit. That man has been glorified with the Father's own self, with all power in heaven and earth given in him. Matthew 28, 18. That same Jesus whom you crucified. Acts 2, 36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly. That same Jesus that you crucified. That man, God, hath made him both Lord and Christ. Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. What does he say? What does God say to the Son? The Son is the Father revealed. He says, he said to the Son, Hebrews 1.8, Thy throne, O God. Not O Son of God. O God, the Spirit. That's, that man has been made the Spirit of God. The Father of glory. Hmm is for thy throne, O God. That's what he said to the Son. The Father saying to the Son, you're God. You've been glorified by my own self. John 17, 5. And he states there, he said, thy throne, the Father saying to the Son, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. That Daniel 7, 13, Jesus the man, along with all the saints of the living God, the Son of Man, which is the kingdom office, Jesus ahead, and we, the body of the Christ, comes to the ancient days. Who is Jesus, the Father of glory? And has given to him a dominion of which there will be no end, and a kingdom that shall be forever. Here it is. Your kingdom, the scepter of righteousness, is a scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hate and iniquity. Therefore, God, the Father of glory, even thy God, why? Because God which is the father of glory, made himself a body of flesh and blood coming under the law, then had to choose that servant to be glorified with his own self. 
that that servant whom he has chosen after he's been through trials, tribulations, tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin. Then God chose that servant and says, I am he. When he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, what? That is, he sat down in the Father in his throne, glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5, Revelation 3, 21. That those of you that have an ear and God's dealing with you, you need to move. You sit there, you'll be taker of the evil deeds. When God reveals the truth, you must act on it in obedience, in righteousness. You do, you'll be, you will be pleasing to God's sight. Somebody said, well, I'll make a lot of enemies. Do you want to serve God or man? God's revealing it now. You're going to be hated of all the nations for his name's sake. It's whether or not you want to serve God or you want to serve the doctrine of men. It's just that simple. God in the revelation of Jesus Christ is showing that he is the father of glory, that he is the, that spirit that has been hid throughout the ages. It's now revealed. Paul said it was in Ephesians 3. This was a faith that was once delivered to the saints. Paul stated it. He stated that in Ephesians 3, the mystery of Christ as it's now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. What is that mystery of Christ? that Christ is the Father. He is the Son. It's the same Spirit. You'll see that in Galatians 4, 6. You'll see it in 1 John 2, 22. Do you have to have this revelation of Christ, that Christ is that Spirit? Yes. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the Son of God. Christ is the Son of Man. Christ is every officer of the Spirit. He's all and in all the Father of glory. There's one body, one spirit in whom you're called and one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is above all, Father of us all. That's Christ in you and in us all. The Father in us is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Ephesians 4 states it. When you see there in 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar but he the night that Jesus is the Christ, he is antichrist that hath denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Christ is the Father. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Son. Why? Because that's the Spirit of God revealed. Not a different Spirit, not a Christ Jr. It's the same Christ. Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. God said it in Isaiah 43, 10, that you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, the invisible Spirit of God, the Father of glory, and my servant whom I have chosen. He chose him. And he, God says that you may know and believe me and understand. I want you to understand and know it and believe it that I am he. That's what God's revealing now. That's the whole basis of the foundation of Christ, that he is the spirit of God in all the offices of God. That's the doctrine of Christ. You have to have that doctrine in order to be born again. First John 5, 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. We have to abide in this doctrine of Christ. We have to be established in this doctrine of Christ, which is a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, who is one and the same Spirit. That's in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, one body. That is Jesus Christ. That is what he has revealed. That God Almighty, the Spirit, the Lord of glory is Jesus Christ. The Lord is that Spirit. God dealing right now with those that are in a Trinity doctrine. Take a look in Revelation 16, 13. What? To say the truth. We stand for the truth. We love you. We didn't love you. We would just sit back and duck and cover and say let that be that. If they're lost, let them be lost. But then we would answer to God and have blood upon our hands. We see the trumpet, that alarm of war, then we have to warn. If we do not, the blood will be on our hands. Watchman, watchman, what of the night? The night cometh and also the morning. If you return, return, come. Return what? Return to the true Lord, the true God Almighty, the true Jesus Christ. Who is it? The Lord is that spirit. He's the Father of glory. He is the Son that revealed the Father. 
He's the express image of a singular person. There's not another. That is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. But we find in Jude that Jude, he said there in these last days in that epistle that he wrote that there would be that look at Jude and there's only one chapter there. And he sits there and said in Jude 4, there are certain men crept in unawares into the church, the true body of Christ, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. That's damnation, friend, condemnation. There's therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. But to be in Christ Jesus, you have to be in the truth to be born again. 1 John 5, 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And he states that. And he said, who were before these old certain men crept in unawares, therefore ordained to condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord Jesus into lasciviousness, unlawful affection, and denying, denying what? Denying the only Lord God, even our Lord Jesus Christ. The only Lord God is Jesus Christ. That end there is even. It's not two. There's no God and God Jr. There's only one spirit. Peter talked about it again too. He stated that in Peter, first Peter 2, verse, uh, 2 Peter 2, verse 2. Take a look at uh, 2 Peter, the second epistle of Peter, chapter 2, verse 1. For there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, false teachers among the church, who privily, privately shall bring in damnable heresies. Well, can't we believe this and be okay? I mean, is there, it, aren't all the trinities, are tunis, a binary, or uh, a oneness doctrine, or everybody, or isn't uh, this truth, all of us going to heaven? The answer is no. I didn't say it. The Lord said it, that you may know and believe men understand that I am he. He is that servant. He made himself of no reputation to become that man. God himself did. Emmanuel, God with us. Born in the city of David, Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord is that spirit of God revealed in a body of flesh and blood. That one spirit. And that said here in 2 Peter, the second chapter, verse 1, these are damnable heresies. These are doctrines of devils. What is it? even denying the Lord that bought them, denying the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, that man is the Lord. They're denying that, saying, no, he's not the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father, he's not Jehovah, he's Jehovah Junior. He's the second person of the Godhead. They denied the Lord God. And he said, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. I didn't say it, the Lord said it. Peter stated it, Paul states it. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Not some, many. This is Mr. Babylon, the great the mother of hearts, abomination of the earth. Why? Because she can wear the, the purple, king of kings and lord of lords. She can wear the scarlet that he is crucified, but she can never wear the blue. Why? Because the blue is the father. The mystery of Babylon will never, ever wear the blue that states that Jesus is the father of glory. She'll deny it. She's denying the only Lord God. And that is her basic principle, foundation of a lie that there are three in the Godhead. That is the lie that has penetrated and been permeating the earth for over 17 centuries. And right now, God is saying, come out of her. There's a call to the real people of God that have a true heart for God to come out and be a separate. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason, by reason of whom the truth shall be evil spoken of. They don't come to the light because their deeds are evil. Therefore, they love darkness rather than the light. Why? It's through covetousness, the whole foundation of denying that Jesus is the Lord is because of money. The prosperity gospel, watch verse three, and through covetousness, 
shall they with vain words, great swelling words of man's wisdom, make merchandise of you, whose judgment now belong time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Paul stated the same thing in the book of Acts. There in Acts 20, 28, the, Paul stated to the church, take heed to, your, take heed to yourselves and over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. That's God's own blood. There's only one God there. The man Christ Jesus is God, the Holy Ghost's own blood. God said so. Paul states so. Stated it in Acts 20, 28. But he goes on for the very next verse, and I'm quoting, saying, reading it out of the word of God, Acts 20, 29. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock in the church. Satan's seat where Satan dwells is in Pergamos, the church that he set up in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's not a brick and mortar temple, Aaron. That's a naos. And he said there, also of your own selves shall men arise in the church, speaking perverse things, not things of faith, Faith is a substance. Now faith is a substance of things so far. But they're not speaking the things of faith. This is the faith that was once delivered to the saints that we are to be earnestly contending for. The church of the living God in the truth. Who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches? Somebody said, what church do you belong to? The church and assembly of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. That's who we belong to. The Lord Jesus Christ. If you want a denominational thing over there and a plaque over the wall, friend, that's not the church of the living God. The church of the living God is uh, the ecclesia, the called out, blood-bought saints of the living God. And it said they're speaking perverse things, these false prophets, to draw away disciples after them. Not disciples of Christ, but disciples of their own selves. I'm going to leave you with a scripture that John states uh, there in Revelation. I didn't state it. He does, and he says in these judgments of God that it will be revealed what the Trinity is. Mr. Babylon will be destroyed in one hour. So great that that queen of heaven that sets a queen, I am no winner and see no sorrow that she states, she says that she is that queen. And her merchant men are made rich by the abundance of her delicates and all that their souls lusted after. That John said uh, there himself, revealing what the Trinity, the three are. He states it in Revelation 16, 13. And it said, I saw. Do you see it? This is a revelation. John saw it. The beloved disciple, the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. John the revelator. He who wrote this book of the Revelation, the gospel according to John, the three epistles, states there, and I saw three unclean spirits. They're not clean. The Trinity is not a clean spirit. We think, oh, everybody's going to heaven. No, they're not, friend. We feed and deny the only Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ. Uh, then there's only one place for us that we will wind up in hell. That was never prepared for mankind, but prepared for the devil and his angels. But we'll go there as a trespasser. And it says, John said, he states, and I saw three unclean spirits. These are Trinity gods, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost. These are three unclean spirits like frogs. Not a clean animal. Not a lion. Man, ox, or eagle. This is not the line of the tribe of Judah. This is, here states frogs, coming out of the mouth, speaking perverse things, denying the only Lord God. Paul warned it in Acts 20, 29. Peter warned it in 2 Peter 2, verse 1 through 3. Jude in his epistle warned of it, and uh, that epistle of Jude. And John tells us point blank there about the Trinity. He states it there in Revelation 16, 13, that I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. It's a spirit, friend. 
And that's the reason the Trinity there, these three unclean spirits will hate that one God message that Jesus Christ is the father of glory. They deny the only Lord God that bought them. But God's dealing for those that will come out now and stand for the truth. He's calling right now and those that do will be sealed. Of the servants of God in their forehead. And those will be the only ones that will stand in the last days. Without that sealing of God, they will not stand. The seal is Christ Jesus, the word of God. When he says there, John states it, he nails it. He gives that pointed revelation of who the Trinity is. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth, speaking these perverse things, Acts 20, 29. Same thing that Peter said in his epistle, 2 Peter 2, verse 1. These things of damnable heresies. These things coming out of the mouth of the dragon. That's a false father. And out of the mouth of the beast. That's a false son. And out of the mouth of the false prophet. That's a false Holy Ghost. For they are the spirits of what? They're spirits. They're three. They're your Trinity spirits. Three separate spirits. The dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. And he says, uh, these are, verse 14, Revelation 16, 14, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles. Somebody said they worked miracles. I saw miracles. Friend, it's not the miracle. There are signs, miracles, and lying wonders. That is in 2 Thessalonians, the second letter of Paul to the church of Thessalonica, the second chapter that God sends strong delusion. They'd all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, that the devil comes with all signs, miracles, and lying wonders. For those that have an ear to hear, you can come out, you can be saved, standing for the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. There is no other way. And he states that these are spirits of devils. I didn't say it, but if you're mad and it's just churning in your stomach, it's because... That that truth will not is not permeating in your spirit. That you must love the Lord God and come out of her, putting down these false gods and coming to the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. They are the spirits, this trinity of three unclean spirits like frogs, uh, out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. And they are the spirits of devils working miracles. There will mark miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth. All the earth will be deceived. This, this false church deceiveth the whole world and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Jesus said, I come as a thief in the night. The night is coming here. The night is far spent. The day of the Lord is at hand. It's time to repent, come back to the true God, come and let's return to the Lord, Hosea 6, verse 1. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the only true God in eternal life, there's not another. There's no God Junior, there's no Spirit Junior. And he's doing that right now, Hosea 6, 1, for the Lord hath torn. He's using judgments in the earth, not now, famine, pestilence, sword and north and beast to get us to turn to the truth and living God, Jesus Christ, that only Christ doctrine, the foundation of the church, which no other foundation can be laid than what is laid, which is Jesus Christ, the only true God, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, God Almighty. The Son of God is the Father revealed. It's not a God, Jesus, not a second person of the Godhead. The Lord hath torn, he will heal us to get us to come and return to the true Lord. Jehovah God Almighty. He has smitten. He will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up and we live in his sight. We're in the third day now. Neighbor, the time is now. It is up to you, up to me, to stand for this true gospel, the true Lord, the true kingdom of God, Jesus Christ. And it's not another. And those, God, that's dealing with you, if God has done dealt with your spirit, the Holy Ghost, uh, they're dealt with you in your spirit, bearing witness that this is a truth, then we need to work together. We're carrying this gospel to all the world. Yes, we are. 
We have over a thousand ministers coming out right now out of Trinity into the true God, Jesus' only doctrine of Christ. That is in Africa alone, not counting what's happening in India, Australia, not counting what's happening in Pakistan, Philippines, New Zealand. These people, uh, they're downloading the podcast uh, and saying, yes, we want to be a part, come and bring this gospel. What about you? What will you do? Will you deny the only Lord God? Will you speak these perverse things? Will you bring in these damnable heresies? Will you bring, uh, believe these doctrines of man, or will you believe God? God said that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he, the servant, uh, that man Christ Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Holy One of Israel, denying that Lord God is to say there is a Trinity person of God, a God Jr., a second person of the Godhead, a third person of the Godhead, which is a blatant lie. God is calling those now, and it will epoch in the great day of the battle of God Almighty called Armageddon. We're living in these perilous times now, denying the only Lord God. We'll be hated of all nations. But those that stand for God, there will have a crown of life and eternal reward in heaven that will reveal Christ in them, the Son of God in them, the Father of glory. There's not another. God dealt with you. Please call. We'll work together. Bring this great gospel of the kingdom to all the world for a witness unto all nations. I need to hear from you. God told us to seal his people by his word. We're, we're doing that commandment as fast as we can run with this truth. We need to hear from you. The time is now. The hour's late to those it's calling the midnight cry. Behold, the Lamb of God comes. The great God Almighty, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, the God of glory is soon to come. We must bring this gospel to all the world, for and in all nations, bringing many out of false doctrine as possible. Otherwise, their blood will be on our hands. We are, we are now earnestly contending for that faith, the only Lord God, Jesus Christ, that Jesus' only doctrine of Christ, the true foundation of the church. That's what we're preaching now. That Join with us, join with me, as we would proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations. Give me a call. Leave your name and a message here. I'll get right back to you. I'll count it an honor to work in the Lord Jesus Christ with you the true gospel in eternal life. My country code is plus one. Area code 903-746-485. That is, again, don't hesitate, don't procrastinate. God deal with you, you know that you know, and stand for the true God in eternal life, Jesus Christ. Again, that country code plus one. Area code 903-746-485. Leave a message, I'll get right back to you. We pray that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the only true God in eternal life, perfect that which is lacking in each one of us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we all may be presented at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.